Welcome to this week's edition of the Sportsbook Sharps. As always, I am your host, Andy Royst, here to bring you all the sports gambling news that you need to know. Uh, in this week's episode, we will go over the recap from the previous week. We will go into the spin zone today. We'll stay frosty as always. We'll debut a new segment. And then we'll get into our locks for this week, for week five of the NCAA, week four of the NFL. So let's jump into the recap. Last week, the gambling group had their worst week ever. In the two years that we've been tracking these picks, this was absolutely the worst week we've ever had. We went two and six on the week out of the eight games that we picked as our lock. We had Greg on the show last week. Greg gave what I thought was a great lock of Texas A&M, Arkansas, over 48. They did not go over. The final was A&M winning 23-21, to 44 points total. In the first half, it looked good. looked like the over was going to hit. They were on pace. They scored 27 points. In the second half, they only scored 21 points, and Greg misses. My lock of Rams Cardinals never had a shot of going. It was over 50 and a half points, not even close. Rams uh, won the game 20 to 12. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know what you're doing out there. You go for four field goals. In my fantasy league, I have your kicker, Prater. The first two weeks, not a single field goal by him. You kick one extra point each week. He had two points in fantasy for the first two weeks of the season. I drop him. I think Cliff is always going to go for it when it's fourth and short. And he had many opportunities this week. I watched the game on Sunday. Many opportunities to go for it on fourth and short. And he decided to kick field goal, kick field goal, kick field goal. I don't know what he thought. They were down the entire game. They were down many points. At one point, it was 20-6. to six. I don't know if he thought, oh, let me kick eight field goals and we'll win the game by kicking eight field goals. What an idiot. I just, I don't understand it. So yeah, I missed my lock of the week again. Uh, and that's a recurring thing that has happened this season. And that brings us to our first new segment this week. We are getting into the spin zone. I'm 0-5 in my locks this year. But 0-5 in the spin zone is almost as good as 5-0. Listen, if you were to take the opposite of my picks every single week, at least I am consistent and delivering you a loser. So if you go against me every single week, you're winning. For those people that have been going with me every week, I'm sorry, I'm gonna try to do better. But if you fade me and you take against my pick, you would be 5-0 right now. And I argue that that is much better at being 0-5 than being 2-3, and 3-2, Middle, you don't know what to do. Some weeks I hit, some weeks I don't. No, I'm giving you 0-5. Go against my bet every week. You go against my bet, you're 5-0. Good for you. And I have a great quote for you here. Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Constant hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Listen, people, I'm consistent. The Rock says, trust me, and eventually greatness will come. I promise you, 0-5, I'm consistently 0-5. I am going to be bringing greatness with these picks in the future. Stick with me. Don't fade me yet. Greatness 
is yet to come. Now for Stay Frosty, back to my pick from last week. Cliff Kingsbury, you were on the hot seat this week. I don't understand. Kicking all those field goals, you're driving me crazy. Like I said, in fantasy, I dropped your kicker. Then he kicks four field goals this week. You're driving me nuts, man. What are you doing? You've been with the Arizona Cardinals now for four seasons. This is your fourth year there. They are 24 and 25 with you. Anybody can go 500. You're a bum. You started out this year one and two, which is unusual. Usually at the beginning of the season, you have a hot start and then you totally turtle in November and December and disappear. And this year you're doing very much the opposite. You're one and two to start the year. Uh, in 2020, you started five and two, but then you finished three and seven. 2021, you started 10 and two and you finished 11 and six and you lost in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know what Arizona's waiting on. If he finishes 500 or worse this season, they have to get rid of him. This is a guy that had Patrick Mahomes for three years at Texas Tech. The Patrick Mahomes that everybody thinks walks on water, that everyone thinks is the next greatest quarterback to ever play the game, that everybody thinks is going to win 45 Super Bowls. That Patrick Mahomes, he had him in college. They never went 500 in the Big 12. Let me repeat that. With Patrick Mahomes, he couldn't even go 500 in the Big 12. And that's an easy conference to go 500 in. You play Kansas every year. Like, you can't, you cannot tell me that with Patrick Mahomes, you couldn't go 500. You are a loser at Texas Tech. You are a loser at Arizona. You're going to be a loser wherever you go after this as a coordinator for a while before you get your next head coaching job. The Cardinals... They just need to jettison you into outer space, uh, kick you out right along with your field goal kicker, Cliff Kingsbury. You need to stay frosty this week. Now I got to put somebody on stay frosty that is for a program that's very near and dear to my heart. Jeff Brom, what are you doing? This is your sixth year at Purdue, and you're sitting there two and two this year. You barely beat FAU at home last weekend. I understand your quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, was hurt. But you got to have a better backup quarterback than what you put out there. This is your sixth year at Purdue. These are all your players. You've had the time to recruit. You've had the time to bring in the right people. It looked like last year you were on the upswing. You had a 9-4 and four season with Purdue. You won your bowl game against Tennessee. In Nashville, by the way, a little home game for Tennessee, and Purdue still won that game. But this year, you start 2-2, two and two, you look horrible, you should have won against Penn State, you should have won the Syracuse game, that was a total disaster the way that game was lost, and it was all due to coaching. They go down and score a, a touchdown with 50 seconds left on the clock, you, you let them drive the entire field in 50 seconds, that's a coaching thing. The players were not ready for that situation. They have games at Minnesota, probably a loss. Nebraska at home, they better win that game. At Wisconsin, that's a loss. Wisconsin's rolling this year. Minnesota's rolling this year. Both of those are losses on the road. Iowa is coming into West Lafayette. They beat Iowa last year. They better beat them this year at home. Iowa's offense is still horrendous. That's got to be a win. At Illinois, that has to be a win. Northwestern has to be a win. And then ending the season, as always, it's at IU this year for the bucket. They absolutely need to win that IU game. He needs to finish 7-5 and five and beat IU 
And if he does that, he's he's fine. Purdue, it's a basketball school. They we love our football at Purdue, but it's at the end of the day, it's a basketball school. We just want somebody that goes to bowl games, that contends every few years for the Big Ten West. That's all we ask for. The previous two coaches got four years or less. You're in your sixth year, and if in your sixth year you can't even get to 500 and get to a bowl game, then you got to get out of Purdue, and you can go home to Louisville. So, Jeff Brom, you need to stay frosty. Now it's time for a new segment where I ask, what's going on there? These are going to be topics from around the NCAA and NFL, and I'm going to explain to you exactly what is going on there. So, first one up this week, Tom Brady. What's going on there? Well, one, he's old. He's 45 years old. What do you expect from a 45-year-old man? Yeah, I know he's got a noodle arm. He, he's 45 years old. He's possibly going through a divorce, unconfirmed, but rumor mill has that he's going through a divorce with Giselle. It looks like he hasn't ate in three months. His face is like a shrunken head. I don't know what that is. Also, his receivers have ping pong paddles for hands. They can't catch anything. So even when his noodle arm does get the ball out, it's hitting the guys and they're just dropping it. it it's terrible. The games they have played this year have been terrible. That game against New Orleans was awful to watch two weeks ago. They only won that game because blind man Jameis Winston went in there and threw the ball every which way but up and threw three interceptions that were just absolutely backbreaking in the second half. The only reason that they won that game was their defense, not because of Tom Brady. He had a very short field every time he went down and scored. Then this week, they play a dreadful game uh, at home against Green Bay. This final score is 14 to 12. I mean, just terrible. And in the Cowboys game the first week, the Cowboys looked terrible. And the only reason they won that is Dak got hurt at the end of the game. And the, the Cowboys offense looked even worse than Tampa Bay's offense, which is remarkable because Tampa Bay's offense is terrible. Also, rumor has it, guest appearance on The Masked Singer. So Tom Brady, you're old. You're trying to take on too much in life this year. And that is what is going on with Tom Brady this year. The Eagles. They're 3-0. What is going on there? Very surprising run by the Eagles here in their first three games. Their defense is playing really well. They're getting lots of pressure on the quarterback and a ton of sacks. I think they had like eight sacks last week against Washington. They don't make mistakes. In the first three games, they only have one turnover. And that is huge in football to not turn the ball over. Also, their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, he is really good. Do not be surprised if he is a MVP or an MVP candidate at the end of the season. So the Eagles, 3-0, looking good, looking like the real deal. The Patriots, what is going on there? They look like trash. Mac Jones is not the leader that they need at quarterback. He's not skilled enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He has five picks on the year in three games, and he got banged up in the game the other day. Only two passing touchdowns on the season as well. He looks horrible out there. He is not the guy. He is not the future of the Patriots. These are not the Patriots that you've known for the last 20 years with the hoodie working his voodoo magic on the sidelines. He can only do so much, and this team, they stink. Look at, you know, you know they stink. If you play fantasy football, take a second. Grab your phone, 
Open up your app, whatever you want to use, ESPN, Yahoo, whatever. Open it up. Take a look at your roster. How many Patriots do you have on your team? The answer for every single listener of this podcast is zero. They stink. They have no skill players. If you do have a Patriot, you have to scroll all the way to the bottom because they're on your bench. You may have Mac Jones. He wasn't your starting quarterback. You took him late in the 12th or 14th round as a flyer because everybody was praising him as the next coming of the great quarterbacks. He is not a great quarterback. They don't have any skill players at all. You know it. Look at the t- look at your fantasy team. You know that they are not the Patriots of old. That is what is going on there. Also, Aguilar, number one wide receiver. He's not a number one wide receiver for any team. Philly ran him out of town because he couldn't even be a wide receiver three for them. And then the New England thinks they can turn him around and make him a wide receiver one? That's crazy. The Pac-12 football conference, what is going on there? They've been left out of the Final Four in football for years. They never have representation. Pac-12 football's back. USC, UCLA, and Washington are all 4-0. One of them might even get an invite to the playoffs. And I have a game for you to watch Friday night. Washington at UCLA, 10-30 kickoff on ESPN. This game is going to be electric. Both these teams are 4-0. They both have something to play for. Washington has scored 39 or more points every single game. UCLA, they have three games out of their four with 45 points. Tune in on ESPN Friday night. You're going to see points, 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 points. It is going to be a fun game. It's going to be an electric game. And that game, the Washington at UCLA game, leads me into the locks that I like this week. I like Washington at UCLA over 64 and a half. ESPN is sitting there saying, how do we get people to stay up late and sell ads on a Friday night? We got this game kicking off at 1030. Who do we put in there? Let's put points up on the board. Lots of points. So many points. It is going to be a points fest. You need to make sure that you are on the over on the Washington UCLA game. Over 64 and a half. So many points going to be scored. Make sure to stay up late Friday night. Put a pot of coffee on. This game is going to be exciting. Another pick I like this week, Matt had the Washington Huskies at minus one, now showing up at minus two and a half. I still like it. They are a very good team this year. They've played Stanford and Michigan State. UCLA has played no one. They, I know they've scored points, 45 points in three of their four games, but they haven't played the same level of competition that Washington is, has. Washington is going to beat UCLA on Friday night. UCLA's best game was maybe Bowling Green. I don't know. They haven't played anybody. Colorado's terrible. They played them. South Alabama, maybe that was their best competition. They play in the Fun Belt. The Fun Belt's had some upsets this year. But they just have not played the same level of competition that Washington has played, so I like Matt's pick, Washington, minus one. Sean had a great pick this week. Michigan, minus ten and a half at Iowa. Iowa stinks. They're three and one, but their three wins were against South Dakota State, Nevada, and Rutgers. If one of your best wins, probably their best win this season was against Rutgers, 
That says everything I need to know about you. They never score points. Their first two games, they scored seven points exactly in each game, and both were wins because they played inferior competition. Michigan scored over 50 points in three of their four games. They win, and they win big. They cover big. Ten and a half is a lot of points, but when it's against an Iowa offense that can't move the ball and their best player on offense is a punter, Michigan will easily cover ten and a half. And Sean, I like your lock this week. Steve gave us Purdue at Minnesota. Minnesota minus nine and a half. That line, when he gave it a week ago, has already jumped to minus 12 and a half. And probably by the time it kicks off on Saturday, it may be up north of 15. And I'm going to tell you, even if it gets to minus 15, you got to take it. It looks like Purdue will be without their quarterback, Aiden O'Connell. Uh, Minnesota's 8-1 and one in their last nine against Purdue. Purdue's never won at their new – they've had their new stadium for the last like six or eight years. Purdue's never even won at that new stadium up in Minnesota. Purdue has no shot here. They're going to lose by 25. It's going to be an ugly day. And, and it's one of the reasons I put Jeff Brom on the hot seat this week. So on stay frosty, Steve, uh, I like your pick Minnesota minus nine and a half. Like it. Like I said, you're probably good up to 2025. It's not even going to be a contest. Don't even watch that game at noon on Saturday. Just pretend it didn't happen. Now we come to the final segment of the podcast. My lock of the week. Like I said earlier, I am zero and five, but I have been consistent and that consistency will lead to greatness. Here in week six, it is time to turn it around and start producing great picks. And this one, I have a great one for you this week. I want you to bet the under in San Francisco Rams Monday night football game. These NFL primetime games have been horrible. They've been low scoring every single week, the Sunday night, the Monday night, the Thursday night, the primetime game at at 1 o'clock, the primetime game at 4.30. All of them have been under. Your game last week was Green Bay and Tampa 14-12. to 12. They're, they're always hitting under. I don't know what's going on with these primetime games this year, but I'm jumping on the primetime under trend. The under is 42 points. I am telling you, that is a lock to hit this week. Rams, 49ers, under 42 points. Thanks for tuning into the podcast this week. Make sure to follow me at TSS Gambling on TikTok for all your ticks and your talks. This has been the show this week. Thanks, everyone. Have a great gambling weekend.